Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers animated podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. And I'm David. And yes, we have returned to normalcy. We are no longer being <laughs> tormented by kimono friends. <laughs> uh, was it really that bad? Yes, it was. I, I gotta never admit, forgive you. I, I kind of want to watch the rest of it, especially because of that, uh, that one screen I saw of it with the gray fox talking about how she's an author. Oh, um, that's uh, a wolf, actually. Okay, the wolf. Yeah, that, she's in episode nine. Author. I kind of want to just read more about it, even if I don't watch it. But then also, apparently now, Rob and David are now kimono enemies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, but we're all friends. Aw. All friends. What? But Sugoi. <laughs> I'm oh quitting God. the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Today's episode is The Thrill of the Hunt. First aired so, January 19th, 2008. Hmm? Oh, uh, so, go ahead. you know, we, we used to be, uh, we used to talk about how ridiculously pretentious the Beast Machines titles were. I feel like Animated has the opposite problem. Like, the Beast Machines titles were trying too hard, and these are not trying hard enough. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think we are going to get an episode that is a Bible quote in a couple seasons. Oh. Uh, that's either a Bible quote or a shake. It's, uh, where is thy sting? Ah. Uh, oh. Yeah, that one, that one's, that one's pretty good. But we've got like blast from the past and thrill of the hunt and. Yeah, they're very basic. And, and the next, uh. Named after. Yeah, the next episode is just named after the guy who's in it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, try harder. People back like ten years ago. God, this I, is almost ten. Years. I almost feel like it would have been better if they'd just uh, gone the friends route and named them. Like this one would be the one where Ratchet has PTSD. <laughs> that would work. Yes. So I think this was written by Andrew Robinson, who is not the guy who played the Scorpio Killer in Dirty Harry. Oh. oh. Or uh, that one guy on Deep Space Nine. Any relation to our voice of Bumblebee? No, I don't believe so. But he's written for a zillion other cartoons. Uh, most recently, um, that uh, new Guardians of the Galaxy show. Oh, uh, wrote a, wrote a bunch of G.I. Joe Renegades. Uh, Spectacular Spider-Man. Starship Troopers. So he's just sort of a stock cartoon writer. Yeah, he's done basically at least one episode of every action cartoon that's been on for the past uh, decade and a half. Mm-hmm. In fact, he later wrote an episode of Prime and two episodes of Rescue Bots. Ha! Huh. And strangely enough, he is... Uh, uh, he will go on to write two more episodes for Animated, and all three of them have lockdown in them. Oh, uh, oh, and it's just his pet character. And he's apparently a writer for Overwatch. Oh, okay. <gasps> what? Uh, unless okay. I'm looking at the wrong Andrew Robinson. Oh no, there is the definitely Overwatch. Uh, Overwatch stuff on on this IMDb page. I don't really know anything about Overwatch. It's a shooty game. It's like, it's well, a I know game. it's a video game, but I don't know like what this. Like there are animated shorts for it, I guess that he that he wrote. Oh yeah, yeah Blizzard there has are. created several animated shorts and I think a few comics. And okay, they're well, really good like because has... Blizzard does really good animated shorts. Okay, well, it looks like he wrote three of those, and he also wrote uh, 
for the World of Warcraft TV series. There's a TV series? What? This World of Warcraft Harbingers. Never heard of it. Uh, that doesn't sound, that sounds suspiciously unfamiliar. Yeah. Okay, I mean, it is IMDB, and they just let anybody contribute to this, so this could be well, yeah. nothing. And then he also wrote uh, a short for StarCraft. Ooh. Huh. You know who else wrote something for StarCraft? Simon Furman. I was unaware of that. Yes, uh, back when Tokyo Pop existed, they were doing a manga-style series of stuff for Blizzard, and they did uh, a StarCraft one that had a Simon Furman story. Oh. Well, hopefully they paid him, unlike uh, DreamWorks. <laughs> DreamWave. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it was Tokyo Pop, so... Oh, so he didn't get paid. Oh, yeah, jeez, oh, no. maybe they didn't. Oh, poor Simon <laughs> Furman. That's gotta be rough. Keep getting jobs with companies that then just go belly up. Well, Tokyo Pop came back and they're trying to pay more people, or saying they're going to pay more people. <laughs> Allegedly paying more people. And everybody who used to work for them is warning them, no, do not. But this really doesn't have anything to do with Transformers. Okay. <laughs> but we open with uh, Ratchet, who is in great distress at something horrifying. Bumblebee <gasps> buying black market organs. Yes, uh, it is in fact Maramba Brothers Auto Supply. So is that something familiar? I mean, it's named after Irene, no, no, it's named after Transformers animated director Irineo Maramba. Ah, okay. Which I'm probably not pronouncing correctly. But he directed a bunch of episodes. So it's, ah, it's just okay. named after him. If it was in, uh, I don't know what it would be, Harbor Freight maybe, hmm. in Detroit. Or, I don't know, pet boy? Oh, bell tire! Bell tire! Bell tire! <laughs> but yeah, maybe pet boys. <laughs> oh, I can't believe you beat me to bell tire! <laughs> yeah. Autobot zone! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Ratchet finds this horrifying and wonders what kind of fool would, uh, would buy these things. And of course, that kind of fool is Bumblebee. <laughs> Bumblebee is that fool. Yes, he's got he's got some fuzzy dice. He's got a uh, he's got a hula girl, and he's got a uh, a, a magenta colored air freshener. Which uh, I don't know, cherry. Maybe, but it's tree colored or tree shaped, and he doesn't know what it is. No, I guess I mean nobody on this show has a nose. So it's possible yeah, they can't smell anything. No, no, no. Robots. Oh. oh yeah, they. But yes, he he calls the hula girl like a a small female human replica. Yes. Uh, this whole thing is kind of making a Ratchet's old war wound uh, act up, which is that sort of chunk out of his forearm that we've seen before. Yeah, that's mm. interesting. <gasps> yes. What's going on with that? Well, in fact, soon enough, the lights in the city start going out. And, With perfect uh, comedic timing, I'll add. Yes. <laughs> and this seems to be the re- fault of a mysterious uh, spiky muscle car. Dun-dun-dun! They assume that this is a guy driving a car, which is not an unreasonable uh, assumption to make. And so they give chase. And while they're doing so, Ratchet has a flashback, because he kind of spends the entire episode kind of suffering from PTSD. Yeah. Die. Yeah. You also get a Squid Burger billboard. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As Willards serving the Squid Burger. Which is interesting but confusing at the same time. Because, like, okay, th- there's a cartoon octopus there. It's not a squid. It looks like an octopus. So an octopus is killing squids to serve at this restaurant? Is that what that billboard is trying to say? Well, obviously <laughs> the... uh the squid is the enemy of the octopus. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's like, is this a prequel to Splatoon? <laughs> it was also I, interesting because uh, when I was watching this, I was having calamari for dinner. Ooh. Oh. Yes. Hmm. I mean, I wonder if this is either A, a reference to eventual uh, guest star Fred Willard. Possibly. Yeah, maybe. Or if uh, there is a Detroit octopus connection. <gasps> is there? Wait, 
How can yes, there be so, a freshwater octopus? Something to do with throwing one on the ice at hockey games or yes, something? Yes, okay, oh. so... Uh, I wasn't sure. I didn't know that was specific to Detroit. It is specific to Detroit. Uh, it used to be that you needed uh, – there were two rounds of uh, playoffs for the Stanley Cup, so you needed to win f- uh, four games per round, thus eight games. Ooh. And so somebody began the tradition of throwing an octopus, which of course has eight arms, mm-hmm. on the ice at Red Wings games. Aha. And it is still going on. I watched a, a Leafs-Red Wings game last night, and somebody chucked an octopus on the ice. <laughs> and I will note that you, uh, when you go to a Red Wings game, they have a clear bag policy, so you can't bring, like, a, a regular purse, even. <laughs> yeah. And you have to, and if it's anything like the Lions game I went to, you have to open your coat when you go in. So really? if you're carrying... Yes. Weird. So if you're bringing an octopus, it's got to be, like, taped to your body. <laughs> nice. Yes. And yet, so, I'm sure it still happens. Oh well, I mean, it happened last night. Oh well, there you go. And it's it's and this is the last year that the uh, old arena that the Red Wings have played in since like 1979 is going to be open. So I can see somebody wanting to get one last octopus in there. <laughs> <laughs> One last octopus. Yes. I imagine there are going to be plenty of people looking forward to christening the new arena as well. Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) Well, maybe the Red Wings won't suck by then. Sorry, Red Wings fans. (laughs) Anyway, so, yeah, we flash back to a young and more svelte ratchet in uh, on Cybertron. This is the first time we're seeing Cybertron on animated, and it is is a hellhole, and everything is exploding all the time. Yeah, it's kind of a... pretty bad. And we see Cybertronian mode ratchet. Yes, yes which and his vehicle mode. He's a little slimmer, but he's also a lot lighter. Yes. He's buffer. It's like his it's like the uh, orientation of his torso has shifted 180 degrees in the time since. <laughs> <laughs> I'll only be able to find out if he has another toy uh with this body. <laughs> well no, they did make a toy of that body. Yes, I know. Oh, <laughs> And they made it into an iron hide, which I also have. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's this is a young ratchet. He is talking to Ultra Magnus, who uh it's always nice to see on the show. Yeah. And he is looking Except for Except that he's kind of a jerk. Well yes. <laughs> and he so he he's found uh, who he's looking for, and that is an intelligence officer uh named R C. <gasps> Yay! And she My... is there in her full Susan Blue glory. Yes. I I had the opposite reaction because uh, they brought her into Fridger. No. Well, yeah. I mean, kind of. She survives it, but... Yeah. She's come back later. Yeah. But she is, like, the integral part of Ratchet's sad backstory. Yeah. She is, uh, she is his uh, dead mom in Crime Alley. <laughs> Wait, R.C., why did you say that name? <laughs> uh. Also, I, so, so R.C. here is, uh, our, uh, favorite voice director, Susan Blue, returning to her old role. I think That's this is right. the first time that we had someone returning to their role. I mean, we'll see more of that, of course, but this was, she was really the first one. That is definitely the first time. I think unless there was somebody in the Japanese shows. Like, oh, well, uh, well like, from G1 to now, not counting all the Unicron trilogy stuff. Right, because I mean, when we had uh, like Starscream or Megatron or Optimus Prime show up in the Beast shows, they were all done just by regular Beast actors. I mean specifically in animated, because we will see more of that in animated. Yes, we're definitely going to get at least a couple guys in animated. And and she is one of the ones like Shockwave, who is someone who happens to be in the studio, uh, but but they do go out of their way for some others later. Yeah, I think two different guys they go out of their way to bring back. But yeah, and she uh, she hasn't uh, missed a beat. She basically sounds exactly like she did in the 80s. Yes, it's so great. She's and so the great. nice character. I like the I like the vibrancy of her pink in this. 
That is nice. Yeah. Anyway, she's had a light blown off. But uh, she has got... Uh, Enzo Ratchet wants to use his EMP generator to uh, just shut her down so that, you know, he can painlessly replace the leg. She, she's worried that it could wipe out the memory that she uh, needs to bring back, but he's just setting it uh, to low. It'll just knock her out, but this will be important later. Yeah. Hey, Chekhov, what's that gun doing on the mantle? <laughs> <laughs> well, Captain, it is... Uh, Oh, oh, wrong checkup. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, uh, Ratchet is because of this. They kind of he doesn't he doesn't help much with the chase, and indeed that car eludes them. Yes. So they go back to headquarters. They turn on the news, and as is often on the news in Detroit, there is a high speed chase going on. <laughs> because it's Detroit. Welcome to Detroit. Yes. And uh, I think is this the? I guess we have seen this newscaster before. He's, va- I think he's vaguely based on Hector Ramirez from uh, the various Sunbow eighty shows. Oh yeah. yeah. Also, again, probably it, based to some degree on somebody from a seventies game show. Yes, or <laughs> yes, with that suit, possibly Ron Burgundy. <laughs> a little of all of those, I think. And again, that's Bumper Robinson doing a pretty good uh, Detroit accent. So once again, Ratchet has another flashback. He, uh, he loads RC into his uh, vehicle mode, which means that he's, like, huge. Yeah. Size displacement, who knows. It, he, the, the way he puts her in there, like, he has to open his back hatch, and his hands come out with the magnets to pick her up to put her in. Now, to be fair, his... And, and this doesn't always happen with these, but that is not unlike his actual toy transformation. So, yeah. no, they, they conceivable. We're definitely going to devote uh, more of an episode to the toy line, uh, probably once we finish the season. But uh, the toys are pretty close to what actually ended up on the screen. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. I, it might be the closest any of the toy lines have gotten to, like, what the toy looks like is a lot like what it looks like in the show. They're so toy I mean, apart from, like, the Unicron trilogy, where they're just identical. Oh, well, yeah, where they're the ugly CG <laughs> things just, like, that barely move. Down to, like, those, them show. Yeah, down to, like, those rectangular holes around ball joints. Uh, Alex, do those have a name? <laughs> uh, I think I don't know the name off the top of my head. I know they're for stress relief. Okay. Yeah, there's probably some term. Yeah, the stress relief holes. You know, I mean, I'm holding, <laughs> yeah. holding a, a, a bombshell right here, and he's got the little joints. I do know that uh, Eric Siebenhaller was working at Hasbro at the time and working very closely with Derek Wyatt to do the designs for all these toys, so being able to make them as toys was a concern from minute one. Yeah, and that was something that was very much, I mean, I remember just talking to to Eric at BotCon and talking about how closely they had worked to, to get the designs you know, so so that you didn't end up with, I guess, first season Beast Wars. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Ratchet. Uh, you know, he's he's hauling he's hauling RC out of there. Runs over a spike strip, and, and yeah. his Cybertronian mode has treads. So I'm not sure why a spike strip is a problem. I mean, I guess they could te- if they're rubber treads, they could tear them up. Seems like. I mean, it it works. <laughs> it it yeah. does work. Or if they're just a harder metal than whatever metal his treads are made out of. Yeah. That's all it really takes. So, yeah. So, yeah, he, strips. he gets uh, smacked around by this uh, mysterious uh, muscle car. And, uh, yeah, we, we'll just, this muscle car is Lockdown, and we can talk a little about Lockdown here. He He's awesome. He is super awesome. However, he does... Okay, now, to be fair, in this case, he says he's not a Decepticon. Yes. Which is technically right. Well, he's got a... Instead of the Decepticon symbol on his chest, he has one of those old rub signs. (laughs) Yes, which is great. Yes. But that does kind of remind me of one of those things that that always seemed really silly with, with G1 was when you had DevCon, who was a bounty hunter who hunted his people's, you know, enemies for no money. 
<laughs> the worst kind of bounty yeah. hunter. Then you're just a hunter. Just yeah. Bounty hunter. Yeah, that's just kind of being an assassin. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, the logic of it is that well, it, it's more solid than, like, G1. Like, jets are, are the Decepticons, cars are the Autobots. Which, Lockdown's a car, so technically he probably started out as an Autobot. He just works for the Decepticons because they'll pay him to hunt down other Autobots. I'll, I'll tell you what the logic of it is. Is Well, okay, in this case, sure. Uh, the logic of it in the 80s was, hey, remember Star Wars? Yes. <laughs> hey, yes, bounty hunters are cool. That was pretty much the extent of the logic of it in, in the 80s. I mean, I think, I think even with current lockdown, it's kind of, hey, remember Star Wars. Yeah, except there's something better you can be remembering about Lockdown. Yes, because Lockdown's voice actor is B-movie legend Lance Henriksen. Yay! (laughs) So good. He was in my favorite movie. Aliens? Yes. And, you know, that movie's not bad for a human. (laughs) Yes, also, not only is he in it, he's a robot in it, so... Yes. I really like him in it. And, uh, like all alien robots, he's a, full, he's a robot, and he's full of, like, old milk. Delicious. <laughs> mm. uh, uh, he's also Also, there was the an res- action figure of him that they just sort of, like, did not base on Lance Henriksen at all. No. <laughs> Yeah, if if you saw a movie in the '80s, there's a good chance he's in it. He's he's in Terminator. He's the uh, police uh, chief in Terminator, and he was originally really? going to be the titular Terminator. Oh, that I yeah, that would have been pretty cool. I mean, apart from him not being like super muscular or anything. Right. I think they decide they want to go with somebody a little more imposing. Mm-hmm. A little more buff. A little more Austrian. I guess a little buffer would be cool, but like I think it'd be more frightening if it had been Lance Henriksen, just his face coming at you and never stopping, never ceasing. <laughs> and then he gets his eye shot out, and then he's got one glowing eye. Oh, oh, oh. Also, his face is the Autobot symbol. Yes, <laughs> he's got those lines down his cheek. Somehow, his face is just the uh, Autobot. He's also, he's also in Pumpkinhead, which is a great little horror movie with a terrible uh, title. Yeah, the monster design's okay. Great monster design. He's in... Uh, yeah, Sam Winston. That's like Sam Winston's thing. He was like, yes. I'm going to do this with these monster designs, and it's going to be he, great. And he directed that movie. Yeah. Huh. Uh, he's also the bad guy in Hard Target, which uh, I believe is uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme's finest film. <laughs> sure. It's It's like a movie where it's one of those... There were a lot of these in the nineties for some reason. He's a rich guy who like hunts people for sport. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll well, that that's one because you know the eighties. Yes, and he's <laughs> he's hunting Jean Claude Van Damme, who is Cajun in this movie. <laughs> oh, why? Why would? Oh, yeah, that probably is the best one because of reasons. I mean, he's he's from Belgium. That's French enough to be Cajun. It's the same reason oh. why sudden death. He's French Canadian. Okay. <laughs> And that's also the movie where, uh. I was uh, going to say, why well, you make Rimley. it harder for him, but apparently the. Yeah, the Wilfred Brimley plays, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme's uncle. So, oh. Wilford Brimley with a Cajun accent. That's right. Riding a horse away from a fire. That is correct. <laughs> the movie's fantastic. It sounds yep. it. And he, uh, anyway, Henriksen was also the lead in that show Millennium. Did anybody watch that? Yes. And because it had Lance Henriksen in it. That was when I was at, like, peak Henriksen right there. Okay. Because <laughs> it was on after the X-Files. And I was like, really? And it was it was from the same creative team as the X-Files. I'm, yes. I've never been in touch. He was hunting serial killers or something in that? Something like that. I don't even remember it that much. I just remember that, you know, I was, like, 15. <laughs> and I really liked X-Files and Aliens. And then, as of late, he's done a ton of uh, a ton of voice acting. He's of course locked down. He was um, 
He was the Grim Reaper on that Avengers cartoon, which is... I almost wonder if it was oh, inspired yeah. by this, because the Grim Reaper also has a bladed weapon for a hand. Huh. <laughs> yeah. He was the voice of Admiral Hackett in the Mass Effect trilogy. Oh, right. He basically played the role of person who gives you side quests when we can't bring Keith David back into the office to do the voiceovers. <laughs> I mean, that, that's two pretty cool voices. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Those games have such a good voice cast. As feels the show. And, uh, yeah, and the design of Lockdown is also fantastic. Oh, yes. He's got... It's my favorite design from the entire show. He, he looks like he's Frankenstein from various other robots. He's got a giant hook for a hand. Yes. Yeah, well, he's got a giant hook for a hand after, in this scene, he shoots his rocket fist at Ratchet. Is that... Later on, he picks up the claw hand. Is that a thing from an old anime, the rocket fist? Yeah, well, uh I think probably the first one would have been Mazinger Z, but... Rocket Fists are in so many animals. Okay, I, 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 I think it was Mazinger Z that I was thinking of that was... And he's he's also got a bunch of spikes all over him, and he's got he is, kiss makeup. Yes. Yes. He, he is covered in spikes, he has kiss makeup. In, in vehicle mode, he has a cow catcher. And I, I can't remember if we see it in this episode, but he's also got like one of those chain uh, steering wheels. Yes. And a oh. skull gear shift. He has been at the Auto Zone, getting all the coolest parts. If they were going to remake the car today, this is what the car would look like. Or the Wraith. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. Which does have a Transformers connection, because the theme song was done by Lion, who also did the 80s uh, Transformers theme song for the movie. Hey! Yeah, so and actually, Derek Wyatt went all out for this. Actually, I think Dan Bush is on that soundtrack, too. Probably. Oh, probably. <laughs> He was on a lot of sound. But yeah, like, um, Derek Wyatt's original designs for Lockdown were more Frankenstein-y, but he sort of streamlined the head more and got what we have now. Yeah, I think he actually had, like, Frankenstein neck bolts. Yeah, he had bolts or something, which became the yeah. spikes. Yeah, that sounds familiar. <laughs> and he's also got, like, his own guitar leitmotif. Yes. Oh, yeah. And I guess you can also note here that Lockdown is probably the most persistent uh, animated original character. Yeah, he's been in three other. Wait, okay, so he was on. He was, in the movie. You, yes, he was in the. He was in Transformers: Age of Extinction as the main bad guy. Sadly, yeah. not voiced by Lance Henriksen there. What a waste but, of opportunity! But his head did turn into a giant gun, which I appreciated. <laughs> yes, and he teamed up with Frazier to kill Optimus Prime. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't as Frankenstein-y there. No. And then he also showed up in the IDW comics. And he got a second toy. Was that that Generations or the movie line? It was in the movie line before he was in Age of Extinction. I think it was for the um, Revenge of the Fallen line. Like when they... Which is pretty much the same design. Like it's it's a more... And I believe that's what they based his appearance in the comics on. Yeah. Yeah. But that to- that toy is also very cool. Yeah. 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 yeah the, the the animated toy has a few problems though. I it doesn't really have knees, which isn't that much of a problem because like like he's a deluxe like most of the Autobots, but somehow he becomes nearly twice as tall because he's like all legs. Yes. But his biggest problem is his shitty wrists that can't. Yeah, his wrists are not good. Yeah. But he does have a giant hook for a hand. Aside from that, he's yeah perfect. Yeah. That, on oh, those stupid on the car handle was a hook. <laughs> on the cow catcher is a hook. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, the Autobots take off. They 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 find him again. Ratchet recognizes that this mysterious muscle car is the same muscle car that battled him oh, all so those years, years ago. ago. Yes. <laughs> and so he remembers. And uh, yeah. He and uh, RC are uh, strapped to tables in lockdown lair. He says, you know, I'm not an Autobot, I'm not a Decepticon, I'm a bounty hunter, and I take parts from people. It's pretty messed up, man. It's pretty messed up. It is. I mean, kind of like a serial killer. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, if you think about these as people instead of just robots, this is so horrifying. He's an organ thief. (laughs) Yeah. And I appreciate that they start out with 
you know, the whole thing with Ratchet just to, to let you know that that's, that's be messed up by their standards. And, and to complete the 80s B-movie references, he's kind of got uh, like a bunch of trophies, including some uh, monster skulls, much like uh, the Predator. Yes. Yeah. And Lance Henriksen, also in Aliens vs. Predator, in which he is killed by a predator. <laughs> which means that he is, over the course of his career, killed by a Terminator, a predator, and kind of an alien. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he still doesn't have, um, oh shoot, other guy. That um, other guy who's oh, killed by a bunch of different things. No, the guy that was the Terminator and the alien and... Oh, Bill Paxton. Yes, Bill Paxton. Yeah, my Bill Paxton was more definitely killed by an alien predator and Terminator. <laughs> and a Deathlock. And, and a Deathlock. And, um... Uh, some other things. He does not get killed by a tornado. He survives Twister. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's important. And while he does not kill Alan Schwarzenegger in uh, True Lies, he does pee himself. <laughs> Oh, True Lies is... That movie is capital P problematic, but it's a lot of fun. Yes. Anyway, so he has taken Ratchet's EMP generator. And so we flash forward to the present, and he's still got that EMP generator, and he blasts Prime with it and takes off with him. What a jerk. He just wrecks Prime. It's... Wow. Oh, yeah. Like, he has no chance here. Yeah. No. One shot and he's out like a light. You do not see hero characters have that happen to him very often. No. Yeah. Also. But again, like I was saying, that was kind of a, a thing that they wanted was to have the Decepticons be super threatening. So even though he's not even a Decepticon, he's pretty scary. Yes. I dig it. Also, before that, Lockdown kind of launched a oil slick to try to cause Optimus Prime to spin out of control. And he, like, transforms and uses his axe as a brake and still ends up bumping into, like, a tanker truck that is there for some reason that has somebody in it. And often this <laughs> just gives us half-hearted. I'm, I'm sorry about the cosmetic damage to your vehicle. I understand there's something called insurance that will take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> Optimus, I think your uncertainty about that makes that less likely to be true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think if you're in Detroit, you need to have active robot. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but then, then does, do these alien robots qualify as robot, uh, for insurance? There's gotta be cases there. I mean, you would problems. have to be active transformer. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you, you have to make sure that's not excluded in your policy because yes. you, you don't want that. <laughs> I'm wondering if there's just, like, some blanket, some back insurance in Detroit now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Berserk robots, giant cockroaches. All of that Speed stuff. suits. <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> Make sure that's all covered. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Lockdown takes Prime to his hideout, ties him up, and uh, then explains that he's been hired by the Decepticons uh, to get the Autobots who killed Megatron. To which Optimus Prime complains, we didn't kill him, it was Starscream. And, and he's like, eh. yep. Don't care. The Decepticons, not my problem. Yeah, the yeah. Decepticons don't know that, they're paying me. That's not my problem. <laughs> yeah. It's very, that's not my problem. Yeah, and Prime does briefly break free with the uh, aid of his grapplers. But, of course, this only uh, delays lockdown briefly, and he decides, I'm going to take those too. He's like, oh, hey, cool, that's a thing. I'm taking I need another thing to steal. Yeah, it does not help. It's not help at all. Uh, so yeah, the uh, the Autobots have lost Prime, but uh, luckily, thanks to Prowl's knowledge of Google Earth, they uh, <laughs> they find that there is a warehouse where they should not where there should not be a warehouse. <gasps> dun dun dun! It is pretty much Google Earth too. Yeah, it's the future. I like how that's. That's so, like, normal now. We watching it don't even really think about that unless it's pointed out. Yes. That, that's not a thing that was really a thing back then. No. Oh, God, remember MapQuest? Yes. Yes, indeed. 
I got it. It's probably still around. Um, In that sad MySpacey way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Please add us on Friendster, everybody. (laughs) Orkut. Add us on Orkut, too. Uh Uh-huh. Or or Ello. (laughs) Oh, God, that lasted about a day. Yeah, wow. (laughs) So anyway, they they all roll out to to rescue. You know, they, they roll to the rescue, but... Ratchet is not going with them. Yes. Surprise! Ratchet does not want to go back to the source of his PTSD. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, it's not like Ratchet always goes to do fighty stuff with them. No, and indeed, even later on, like earlier in the episode, Prime is all, you know, you don't have to go if you don't want to. Yeah. Prime is a good guy. Yeah, he's, he's a nice guy. Not like in that way, though. No, no, he's Not an a actual nice guy. Nice guy. <laughs> he's a decent dude. Yes. He's a guy who is nice. Yes. So yeah, back at uh back at the hideout, lockdown is talking to Blitzwing, all three of him who I guess hired him to do this. Uh Lockdown wants money straight up, but Blitzwing wants the Autobots first. Yes. Blitzwing also wants to see him turn into a fire truck. Wee Yes. So great when he's crazy. So the Autobots attack. Uh, First it's Bulkhead, who uh, almost gets the drop on him with his wrecking ball, but Lockdown quickly takes him down with, like, super hardening foam. Yeah, that was interesting. That's like, on their way in, Prowl going, be careful, and Bulkhead basically just going, nah, and then Kool-Aid manning his way into the ship. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> oh, that way he just... Nope. Uh, that's such a weird thing that, like, I don't know how that happened. Like, he just runs straight through the wall as if, like... He's <laughs> the juggernaut, bitch. Frame missing or something. Like, I have to assume that was, like, in the storyboards, but I feel like there should have been, like, a panel after that, like... From the other side, because you just see him barrel through the wall. Next scene, he's just in the room. And that does happen <laughs> in a Generation 1 episode uh, with Braun. He, yes. he, he yells, I'll get the door, and then just runs straight through a wall. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe it was a reference. That's in The Ultimate Doom. This is weird. Yes. I, I think it's just more more likely a reference to Kool-Aid Man. Yes. Yeah. But but it was him going through the it wasn't him coming out of the wall. I mean he's kinda shaped like Kool-Aid Man. Yeah. He is really shaped like Kool-Aid Man. He's just... And sadly he does not yell, Oh yeah, even though that is a bulkhead thing to do. <laughs> he doesn't say anything when he's crashing through the wall. I mean, this was also around when This was also around when X Men The Last Stand came out and they had that scene with the juggernaut. Oh. That was a reference to that redubbed Scene from the uh, X Men cartoon from the nineties that was yeah. kind of going around as a meme at the time. Ah, uh, that's a bad movie. Aw, I mean, yeah, it's one of the it, first movies I ever did a midnight screening for, and yeah, it was bad. Oh, I took a uh, date to that movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> me too. It did you break the- up with you before the movie finished or after? <laughs> after. <laughs> In my defense, it was her choice. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Poor X-Men movies. Anyway, Bumblebee also gets taken out pretty quickly. And uh, Prowl does get the drop on lockdown and does a burnout on his face, which is uh, pretty hardcore. (laughs) Pretty serious business there. But then he also gets an EMP blast. Yes. So lockdown's just going to collect all of these guys. But good news, Ratchet shows up, and this time Lockdown recognizes him. Ratchet is like not fooling around here, man. Oh no, he is—he is angry. Yes, and we are shortly about to find out why. But first, I know Lockdown just blasts him with the EMP, takes him out. But uh, it turns out that he is immune to his own weapon's effects, and he was playing possum. I. <laughs> I have concerns about this, that it doesn't seem mm-hmm. to understand how EMPs work. You would not be, like, it wouldn't, 
there wouldn't be a way for it to not affect you. You could be shielded from it. But there's not, like, a way you would have it at, like, a particular frequency or whatever where it wouldn't affect you. It's not Maybe a thing. Maybe the body is built like a Faraday cage, although that would raise the question of why not everyone's is. Yeah. I, mean, I guess maybe it's just that's why he's like old and slow and sort of fat. <laughs> or on, it's it's like how Cyclops can't hurt himself with his own powers because otherwise he'd have no eyelids. But that's well, that's different. In theory, though, but because... let's, this is an EMP thing. It's uh, unless it's because he's a medic. Yeah, it's like a predefined. It's it's a predefined quality here. It's yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe they do that. With medics, which seems harsh, because then what if what about when they need to get worked on? But oh god, yeah, thinking about how they're using EMPs as anesthetic that makes it the thought of being a medic horrifying. Yeah, yeah. if you're immune <laughs> yeah. to anesthetic. Yeah, if if they called it something else, but they called it EMP, so it just I mean that's a, that's an actual thing that exists. Yes, that's and that's not how they work. No, that's not how EMPs work. Should have just called it like an electro stun blaster or something. Yeah, to be done with it. But, but they anyway, so the, so yeah, they fight for a while. Ratchet gets prime free. Uh, they're they're in the ship for a while, which kind of the entrance to it kind of looks like a like a funhouse tunnel. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Like, oh, uh, old, old man lockdowns hold up in the abandoned amusement park. <laughs> <laughs> and as noted in previous episodes, Detroit does have an abandoned amusement park. It does. It's perfect. Wait, but but a warehouse kind of doesn't fit for him. He should be in a mortuary. I mean, his character design <laughs> even has, like, coattails of an undertaker. I mean, that would be a huge-ass mortuary. How many people are dying in Detroit? Don't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> that would be like a dead people factory. Oh, and coffin factory. Do they make coffins in a factory? I'm sure they do. They've got to. I mean, you At know. At this point, yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean that might be a little too morbid. Also, crematorium maybe a little too morbid. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, he pins down, uh, lockdown with a shelf or like a table, something, and he just uses his magnet powers to yank out those parts yeah. that uh, that he took from Prime. No anesthetic. No. Oh yeah, and, and, and lockdown is complaining. Please use it on me if you're going to rip that stuff out. And, oh, the look on Ratchet's face is like, no, <laughs> we're going to do it the hard way. Ratchet is hardcore in this episode. It's like yanking yeah. his feelings out. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of scary. I mean, with as dark as this was getting, I was shocked that he didn't mind wipe him at the end. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, well, that would have been the wisest thing to do, but... Alas. This is a kid when he's supposed to be a good guy, I guess. Yes. Yeah. No, instead he lets him suffer pain. <laughs> yes. I actually figured that Lockdown was just trying to trick him, but but no. Well, yes, he was. Oh, yeah. Well, he was at the same time. He had a whip there, but it, that didn't work. So anyway, the uh, this is uh, about the time this is all happening, the ship unfolds and takes off, and it is really cool looking. It makes a little transformy sound. It's neat. It it makes me think of like a Nerf gun with a lot of stuff glued. And it's got on like it. sails, sort yeah. of. Yeah. And according to the uh, the source books, it, this is called the Death's Head. <laughs> of course, it is. An actual bounty hunter who is not just hunting his people's sworn enemies for no. Uh, no, no, he's he's not a bounty hunter. He's a freelance peacekeeping agent. Yes, yes, <laughs> I should know. He's very insistent uh, on this. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I really like the the animated books, but they it ties in too many things. Yeah. I don't need to reference everything. Everything and, must be a reference to something. Yep. Hey, this triggers uh, one final flashback. So where RC, she you know, she's gonna be brought to Megatron and interrogated, and so she's asking Ratchet to use his EMP generator on her to totally wipe her memory. Now, I, I will note that, obviously, uh, you know, there's there's definitely, and that's not a ship you see much, but there are definitely some sort of, like, undertones of, of Ratchet, like, crushing on her or something. Yeah. 
You mean there's not RC Ratchet Hurt Comfort fanfic out there? Well, I mean, I'm sure there is now. <laughs> Just I mean, by I'm saying sure there is. You willed it into existence. Sure, there there is as of <laughs> ten years ago. I'm saying that prior to Transformers Animated, that was not a ship that one mm. tended to encounter. No, I mean, I guess Ratchet dies in the movie, and RC first appears like a couple scenes later. Yeah, that's a good point. Hmm. I ship these two characters who have canonically never met. Yes. yes. So I'm not sure exactly <laughs> like if Ratchet is. I'm not sure if Ratchet is going to do it. And we don't really get to see him make that choice because uh, Lockdown sees what's going on, uh, tries to grab it from him. It it goes off as they're struggling with it. They get out of Lockdown's ship, and it has totally wiped RC's memory. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't know her name. She doesn't know what's going on. It is pretty sad. It's as if she's a newborn, freshly brought to life. In a land full of friends. <laughs> I'm going to God reach it, through the internet and throttle you. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, then Ratchet is very sad. Yeah, so he, so back in, back in the present, uh, you know, Ratchet zaps lockdown a couple more times. He's upset that he turned the EMP generator, which is a medical tool, into a weapon. Blasts uh, the the ship's controls with it, and he and Optimus jump ship right before the uh, it crashes into the river. I mean, it's a pretty reasonable thing to be upset about, considering you know. Oh yes, I mean Ratchet is entirely justified, but this is pretty hardcore for again a, a hero in a children's cartoon. Yeah, true. Also, what what must the fish in the rivers and lake be like at this point after? Fifty years of one Cybertronian ship leaking into it, and now the second one. They're all like that three-eyed uh, Simpsons fish. Blinky. No, there there should be an episode where a giant cyborg fish comes out of the water. They have to kill it. And, oh, the Dinobots have to fight it, and it's a whole kaiju reference. Oh, and Dinobots versus Seacons. Ooh. Yeah. Or yes. Sharktacons. Freshwater Sharktacons. I mean, they, 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 I mean, it's not like actual Sharktacons look anything like sharks. Okay, now I'm just imagining a human villain using a swarm of Sharktacons as like a torture. <laughs> yes. I mean, I guess in the, given the, their fondness for the, uh, for the Generation 1 cartoon in this, I assume you've got like King Nurgil living under, uh, Lake Erie here. <laughs> probably, probably. <laughs> oh man, that episode. Uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're back at Autobot HQ. Prime or Ratchet finishes fixing Prime, and then you know finally he tells him, you know, shit went down in the Great War. It was it was hard, man. It was hard. Yeah. Ratchet finally opens up in a wordless. Or I mean, we we already heard of it. We already saw those flashbacks. We don't need to hear him uh, talking about him again. Yes. Yeah. That's true. I thought it felt kind of like Prime was prying here, and that he was like, oh. I get why you kind of traumatized about it and don't want to talk about it, but you know you can talk about it, right? With me. I mean, I please I talk about it. That maybe Ratchet <laughs> does need to talk about it. Like it's he's been bottling this up yeah. for possibly literally millions of years. Yeah. And it's and it's not good for him. Yeah, so he's kind of trying to talk about He needs to talk to somebody about it, but yeah, he's, he is. And yeah, he's, he's your commanding officer. You know, he's going to be. uh you know, he's going to be discreet about this if he doesn't want, you know, Bumblebee finding out about it. Making oh, my God. jokes about it. <laughs> oh. Be the worst. And we get a little, you know, we get a couple uh, Ratchet is old jokes on this, but it's mostly concerned about Ratchet and his personal trauma. Yes. Hmm. Oh, Just... and I, we also forgot to mention here that uh, Lockdown also has a sweet transforming chainsaw hand. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. It's pretty great. Which you have to buy two toys to get that. Yes. Is it, it's blazing lockdown or something. <laughs> yeah. Because the regular one comes with a hook hand and you have to get the other one in a different color to get the chainsaw. Yeah. Or you just get a botcon set because I think that, what was it, Wild Rider came with the chainsaw? I believe so, yes. 
And so, yeah, that is the thrill of the hunt. This is kind of one of the high points of the series, uh, certainly so far, and I think of the entire show. I mean, you've got a, a fantastic villain. Yes. And it's more complicated than most of the episodes. It, it's even a little more complex than just, well, still a kid's show, yeah. but... And you've got some you got surprisingly a, brutal violence. Got a special guest star? Yes. Two special guest stars, yep. kind of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Transformers always kind of gets away with brutal violence more than most kids' shows just on the basis of, oh, they're robots. Like those things true. we invented for Wolverine to be able to slice apart. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. It's not violence if it's robots. Everybody knows that. Except it is. Robots are people, too. <laughs> well, I mean, and that's the thing. They act exactly like people. So it is sometimes distressing to see the violence that is inflicted upon them. Yeah, it's very distressing. And in this case, the violence that a character who you know, we, we like is inflicting. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, until next time, you can find us all over the Internet. We are on uh, Tumblr, we are on Twitter, and we are on Facebook. And we are hosted by IaconUnderground.net, uh, where we also have our news show, Icon Underground Radio. Uh, we have a Patreon set up for that at patreon.com slash underground, where you can help us with various hosting costs, equipment upgrades, and etc. That's right. And you can find us uh, wherever you get your podcasts. We are on both Google Play and on iTunes. And wherever you get us, please rate and review us. So please join us next time when our episode will be guaranteed to be longer than a nanosec. So until then, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. Who am I? Ah, <laughs> uh, now we. What are we doing? Ah, uh, geez, the EMP again. Oh. Uh, flashback. Flashback. I'm <laughs> oh, Not in the regular. Oh wait, Jen, Jen, didn't you set up another email thing? Is this your idea? Uh, I think it's one that I just get through my email. Oh. Okay. And uh, no tweets. Were you complaining about kimono friends? <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Few people. Well, this will. Co- no, no. Yeah, this does come out after. Duh. Of course, it was the next episode. No, it's like. Few people are interested. Maybe more people talking about it because my media blitz of cute animal girls. That was indeed a media blitz of cute animals. Excellent work there. <laughs>